0: So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 29. Today's theme is living with God, that God in the Old Testament and Exodus, we're going to read a number of chapters here about his tabernacle, where God will dwell with his people. We'll read Psalm 90 that begins talking about how God is a shelter and a, a dwelling place for people. And then Philippians 1, where we realize that living with God is so real and so amazing that the Apostle Paul says to live is actually Christ. So let's begin with Exodus 25. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites to take an offering for me from every person motivated by a willing heart. You are to receive my offering. This is the offering you are to accept from them. Gold, silver, bronze, purple, blue, scarlet, fine linen, goat's hair, ram skins, dyed red, fine leather, leather, acacia wood, oil for the light spices for the anointing oil and the for fragrant incense onyx stones and other gems to be set in the ephod and in the breastpiece let them make for me a sanctuary so that i may live among them according to all that i am showing you the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings you must make it exactly so they are to make an ark acacia wood its length is to be 45 inches its width to be 27 inches and its height 27 inches you are to overlay it with pure gold both inside and outside you must overlay it and you are to make a surrounding border of gold over it you are to cast four gold rings for it and put them on its four feet with two rings on the one side and two rings on the other side you are to make poles of acacia wood overlay them with gold and put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark in order to carry the ark with them. The poles must remain in the rings of the ark. They must not be removed from it. You are to put into the ark the testimony that I will give you. You are to make an atonement lid of pure gold. Its length is to be 45 inches, and its width to be 27 inches. You are to make two cherubim of gold. You are to make them of hammered metal on the two ends of the atonement lid. Make one cherub on one end and one cherub on the other end. From the atonement lid, you are to make the cherubim of the two ends. The cherubim are to be spreading their wings upward, overshadowing the atonement lid with their wings. And the cherubim are to face each other, looking toward the atonement lid. You are to put the atonement lid on the top of the ark, and in the ark you are to put the testimony I am giving you. I will meet with you there. And from above the atonement lid, from between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony, I will speak with you about all that I will command you for the Israelites. You are to make a table of acacia wood. Its length is to be 36 inches, its width 18 inches, and its height 27 inches. You are to overlay it with pure gold, and you are to make a surrounding border of gold for it. You are to make a surrounding frame for it, about three inches broad, and you are to make a surrounding border of gold for its frame. You are to make four rings of gold for it and attach the rings at the four corners where its four legs are. The rings are to be close to the frame to provide places for the poles to carry the table. You are to make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold so that the table may be carried with them. You are to make its plates, its ladles, its pitchers, and its bowls to be used in the pouring out of offerings. You are to make them out of pure gold. You are to set the bread of the presence on the table before me continually. You are to make a lampstand of pure gold the lampstand is to be made of hammered metal its base and its shaft its cups its buds and its blossoms are to be from the same piece six branches are to extend from the sides of the lampstand three branches of the lampstand from one side of it and three branches of the lampstand from the other side of it three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on the one branch, and three cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms are to be on the next branch, and the same for the other six branches extending from the lampstand. On the lampstand, there are to be four cups shaped like almond flowers with buds and blossoms, with a bud under the first two branches from it, and a bud under the next two branches from it, and a bud under the third two branches from it, according to the six branches that extend from the lampstand. Their buds and their branches will be of one piece, all of it one hammered piece of pure gold. You are to make its seven lamps and then set its lamps up on it so that it will give light to the area in front of it. Its trimmers and its trays are to be of pure gold. About 70 pounds, 75 pounds of pure gold is to be used for it and all these utensils. Now be sure to make them according to the pattern you were shown on the mountain. The tabernacle itself you are to make with ten curtains of fine twisted linen of and blue and purple and scarlet. You are to make them with cherubim that are in the work of an artistic designer. The length of each curtain is to be 42 feet and the width of each curtain is to be 6 feet, the same size for each of the curtains. Five curtains are to be joined one to another and the other five curtains are to be joined one to another. You are to make loops of blue material along the edge of the curtain in one set and in the same way you are to make loops in the outer edge of the end curtain on the second set. You are to make 50 loops on the one curtain and you are to make 50 loops on the end curtain which is on the second set so that the loops are opposite one another. You are to make 50 gold clasps and join the curtains together with the clasps so that the tabernacle is a unit. You are to make curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. You are to make 11 curtains. The length of each curtain is to be 45 feet and the width of each curtain to be six feet, the same size for the 11 curtains. You are to join five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. You are to double over the sixth curtain at the front of the tent. You are to make 50 loops along the edge of the end curtain in the one set and 50 loops along the edge of the curtain to join the second set. You are to make 50 bronze claps and put the clasps into the loops and join the tents together so that there is a unit. Now the part that remains of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that remains, will hang over the back of the tabernacle. The foot foot and a half at the one side and the foot and a half at the other side of what remains in the length of the curtains of the tent will hang over the sides of the tabernacle, one on one side and the other on the other, to cover it. You are to make a covering for the tent out of ram skins dyed red, and over that a covering of fine leather. You are to make the frames for the tabernacle out of acacia wood as uprights. Each frame is to be 15 feet long, and each frame is to be 27 inches wide, with two projections per frame parallel to one another. You are to make all the frames of the tabernacle in this way. So you are to make the frames for the tabernacle, frames for the south side, and you will make forty silver bases to go under the twenty frames. Two bases under the first frame for the, its projections, and likewise two bases under the next frame for its two projections. And for the second side of the tabernacle, the north side, twenty frames, and there forty silver bases. Two frames under the first frame, two bases under the first frame, and two bases under the next frame. And for the back of the tabernacle on the west, you will make six frames. You are to make two frames. For the corners of the tabernacle on the back and the two corners, they must be doubled at the lower end and finished together at the top in one ring. So it will, so it will be for both. So there are to be eight frames and their silver bases, 16 bases, two bases under the first frame and two bases under the next frame. You are to make bars of acacia wood, five for the frames on one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the frames on the second side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the frames on the back of the tabernacle on the west. The middle bar in the center of the frames will reach from end to end. You are to overlay the frames with gold and make their rings of gold to provide places for the bars, and you are to overlay the bars with gold, and you are to set up the tabernacle according to the plan that you were shown on the mountain. You are to make a special curtain of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and fine twisted linen. It is to be made with cherubim and the work of an artistic designer. You are to hang it with gold hooks on four posts of acacia wood, overlaid with gold, set in four silver bases. You are to hang this curtain under the clasps and bring the Ark of the Testimony in there behind the curtain. The curtain will make a division between the holy place and the most holy place. You are to put the atonement lid on the Ark of the testimony in the most holy place. You are to put the table outside the curtain and the lampstand on the south side of the tabernacle, opposite the table, and you are to place the table on the north side. You are to make a hanging for the entrance of the tent of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and fine twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer. You are to make for the hanging five posts of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, and their hooks will be gold, and you are to cast five bronze bases for them. Now, just a quick little pause here. Just so you notice, there's so much gold, silver, blue, scarlet that's red, and, and designing and embroidering. I mean, this is a beautiful structure that's being made here uh, for them to worship God and to, for God to dwell with his people there. Continuing chapter 27. You are to make the altar of acacia wood, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. The altar is to be square, and its height is to be four and a half feet. You are to make its four horns on its four corners. Its horns will be part of it, and you will overlay it with bronze. You are to make its pots for the ashes, its shovels, its tossing bowls, its meat hooks, and its fire pans. You are to make all of the utensils out of bronze. You are to make a grating for it, a network of bronze, and you are to make a network of four bronze rings on its four corners. You are to put it under the ledge of the altar below so that the network will come halfway up the altar. You are to make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and you are to overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be put into the ring so that the poles will be on the two sides of the altar when carrying it. You are to make the altar hollow out of boards, just as it was shown you on the mountain, so you must make it. And you are to make a courtyard for the tabernacle. For the south side, there are to be hangings for the courtyard of fine twisted linen, 150 feet long for one side, and tw- with 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases with the hooks of the posts and their bands of silver. Likewise, for its length on the north side, there are to be hangings for 150 feet with 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The width of the court on the west side is to be 75 feet with its hangings, with their 10 posts and 10 bases. The width of the court on the east side toward the sunrise is to be 75 feet. The hangings on the one side of the gate are to be 22.5 feet long, with their three posts and three bases. And on the second side, there are to be hangings 22 and a half feet long with their three posts and three bases. For the gate of the courtyard, there is to be a curtain of 30 feet of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn in fine twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer, with four posts and f- their four bases. All the posts around the courtyard are to be are to have silver bands. Their hooks are to be silver and their bases bronze. The length of the courtyard is to be 150 feet Uh, and the width 75 feet, and the height of the fine twisted linen hangs is to be seven and a half feet with their bronze bases. All the utensils of the tabernacle used in its service, all of its tent pegs, and all the tent pegs of the courtyard are to be made out of bronze. You are to command the Israelites that they bring you the pure oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps will be burning regularly. In the tent of meeting outside the curtain that is, before the testimony, Aaron and his sons are to arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for generations to come. And so we have this incredible description of the tabernacle, this beautiful place where God is saying, I am preparing this to live with my people in that desert place. And now we'll be reading Psalm 90. It's actually a prayer of Moses, which makes sense because the themes you'll hear in it reflect what you've been hearing. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. O Lord, you have been our protector through all generations. Even before the mountains came into existence, or you brought the world into being, you were the eternal God. You make mankind return to the dust and say, return, O people. Yes, in your eyes, a thousand years are like yesterday that quickly passes or like one of the divisions of the nighttime. You bring their lives to an end, and they fall asleep. In the morning, they are like the grass that sprouts up. In the morning, it glistens, and it sprouts up. At evening time, it withers and dries up. Yes, we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. You are aware of our sins. You even know about our hidden sins. Yes, throughout all our days... We experience your raging fury. The years of our lives pass quickly like a sigh. The days of our lives add up to 70 years or 80 if one is especially strong. But even one's best years are marred by trouble and oppression. Yes, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who can really fathom the intensity of your anger? Your raging fury causes people to fear you. So, teach us to consider our mortality so that we might live wisely. Turn back toward us, O Lord. How long must this suffering last? Have pity on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your loyal love. Then we will shout for joy and be happy all our days. Make us happy in proportion to the days you have afflicted us, in proportion to the years we have experienced trouble. May your servants see your work. May their sons see your majesty. May our sovereign God extend his favor to us. Make our endeavors successful. Yes, make them successful. And we conclude today reading from Philippians chapter 1, a letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. From Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, I always pray with joy in my every prayer for all of you because of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am sure of this very thing, that the one who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. For it is right for me to think this about all of you, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel— all of you became partners in God's grace together with me. For God is my witness that I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love may abound even more and more in knowledge and every kind of insight so that you can decide what is best and thus be sincere and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that my situation has actually turned out to advance the gospel. The whole Imperial Guard and everyone else knows that I am in prison for the sake of Christ, and most of the brothers and sisters, having confidence in the Lord because of my imprisonment, now more than ever dare to speak the word fearlessly. Some, to be sure, are preaching Christ from from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do so from love, because they know that I am placed here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, but because they think they can cause trouble for me in my imprisonment. What is the result? Only that, in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. My confident hope is that I will in no way be ashamed, but that with complete boldness, even now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body whether I live or die. For to me, living is Christ and dying is gain. Now, if I am to go on living in the body, this will mean productive work for me, Yet I don't know which I prefer. I feel torn between the two, because I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more vital for your sake that I remain in the body. And since I am sure of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for the sake of your progress and joy in the faith, so that what you can be proud of may increase because of me in Christ Jesus when I come back to you. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that, whether I come and see you or whether I remain absent, I should hear that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind by contending side by side for the faith of the gospel and by not being intimidated in any way by your, your opponents. This is a sign of their destruction, but of your salvation, a sign which is from God. For it has been granted to you not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him, since you are encountering the same conflict that you saw me face and now hear that I am facing. And so we have it there, Paul's uh, first chapter in this letter to the church in Philippi, this incredible phrase where he says, living with God, being in God's presence, having his spirit dwell in you, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And that is the true hope and amazing message of Christianity. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're